to know each other. And... <laughs> when do we start? So we can start now. Hi, Jenny. <laughs> Hi, Amy. How you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, we haven't welcomed anyone yet, so welcome to the Amy and Denny show. Is that correct? Yes. Welcome, fam. Um, what episode is this? Number three. Three. Official three. Official three. Official three. Um, we'll kick it off, I guess, by what have you been up to? How you been? What have you been doing? Um, well, I went for a surf today. We recorded yesterday. We did. P.S. to anyone who actually like follows Vilify and likes mm. Vilify, there's some new stuff on the horizon. So get excited. Yeah, very close horizons too. It was sick. Denny smashed it. She's a ridiculously good guitarist and it makes me upset. Yeah, but also I hate recording rhythm guitars. I hate recording. No, it's fun. It's no. fun when you get to eat snacks and sit on the couch. Yeah, I, played a, I played a lot of Switch yesterday, what can I say? Um, but no, it's I, I like having new music. I don't like recording and I stand by that. It's very yeah, stressful. It is stressful. And it's just because you only have a certain amount of time and you got to like pump it out. Mm. It felt, yeah. But Chris Blancardo, shout out if you're listening to this. What a cute baby. He's a cutie and he makes it easy. He does make it very, very easy. What have you been doing? Uh, broke my hand. Oh, yeah. Everyone, everyone who doesn't know, Amy has what we're calling the avocado now. Yeah. It started off as a potato, then moved to hash brown status, and now it's at avocado. Yeah, and she's getting better, but not as quickly as I wanted. Um, can, can you just hold up and can you just tell everyone the story? how it happened, please? Um, I was – I'm old. Thanks, Denny. I'm old. That's how it happened. No, no, I was I was doing, like, housework stuff. I was drilling. I was, like, trying to hang something. And the drill kicked. Didn't get me, though. Saved myself. I was great. Like, pulled my hand away. Like, who almost got me power drill. I'm a, a fierce ninja who you. ain't afraid of no power tool. Okay. Um, but instead, I then sort of, like, lost my balance and fell against the wall weird and, uh, yeah, broke my which hand. Is, which is very upsetting. And for the longest time, she couldn't click buttons. She couldn't, you know, press yeah. stuff. So, stuff. so, yeah, I'm still in, like, a little weird mitten thing trying to recover. But um, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It was very, very funny, though. Very, very frustrating. It's made me very angry a lot It's of also times. your right hand. And yeah. And that's your dominant hand, so it's kind yeah. of fucked. So I haven't been able to, like, type it or anything, which is kind of... This one's a little bit late, so I'm sorry this one's a little bit late, but it's more so that I was, like... The research was difficult. Yeah. There's but a lot of copy, copy pasta right now. We'll see how we pasta? <laughs> yeah. Nah, should be right. Um, yeah. But apart from that, I'm breaking my hand. We've got a new car. Yeah, Got new cars, the big fancy. rig. The big rig, it's very, very fancy. Um, what else? Nothing, just recording, that's about it. And heaps of writing. Heaps of work, heaps of writing. The really, really boring stuff. Tour prep, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And? Uh, yeah, that's about it. Dope. What about... Wait, did we play Era since the last one? Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, all right. Another oh, one. the best story ever. <laughs> Okay, so everyone, for, for all those playing at home that also don't know this, but you probably do. So imagine me up on stage. I was feeling like a rock star, doing my high kicks, feeling like a goddess. Um, to more perspective, we supported uh, Era, Diamond Construct and Gloom in the Corner in Sydney. It was like our biggest show so far, basically. Yeah. So, you know, we're feeling pretty good about our fucking selves. Yeah, and I was—I felt like a rock star. We had our cute new little stage fits on. I was feeling real, feeling myself. I, I looked like a queen. I felt like a queen. I was doing my thing. Um, got to the end of the set. I was loading off the stage. And I, like, again, with a little mitten fucking broken hand, loading off the stage, getting as much stuff as I could. And I was like, oh, felt like this breeze in between my legs. And I was like, oh, shit, is my fly down? Check my fly. Fly wasn't down. I was like, it's okay. So went about the rest of the loadout, 
Then we got to merch and I sat down on the ground real quick and I noticed a giant fucking hole in my pants. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder when I did that. Like it probably only like... When I felt the breeze? Yeah, when I felt the breeze. Like, it was probably when I was stretching off stage because like at Crowbar they don't have steps on that like yeah. that door side. So I was like, okay, it was probably when I... Re- like, well, let's, let's find out. So I just walked out to the crowd. The first person to be like, hey, nice set, like the classic. I was like, did you notice I ripped my pants? And they, with, like, the <laughs> most calm, sincere face, well, just well, said, well, you owned it really well, though. Like, so obviously I ripped it quite early in the set. Went by, asked everyone. I think 90% of people that I asked said they noticed. Yeah, but if they didn't, they fucking did then because they you showed them. You're like, have yeah, you seen I, my jo- Have you seen my JJ? <laughs> when you're embarrassed, just take the power back. That's what I was all about. But um, then uh, Bruff, like Brooke Harley, a very, very, very lovely photographer from Sydney, sent us the photos and I definitely did it, like first or second song. Like, It's funny because you say that, but I looked through the photos first and I'm, I looked through the first couple of you and I was like, oh, I don't see her underpants. I don't mm. see those grey babies. Mm. So obviously, like, you know, you're fine. And then Amy told me, she's like, oh, yeah. She just edited them out. Yeah, she edited So, <laughs> she shout out to Brooke for making me not look like a psycho. But, yeah. So, public indecency claim um, coming away from Crowbar. <laughs> and I'll just forward it directly to the pant manufacturer. But, um, so that was fun. That was, like, pretty embarrassing. <laughs> but I just took it and made it my own. Posted it on the internet. Go to my Instagram if you want to see my undies, I guess. Is the... Did you post it on Instagram? Oh, yeah, I did. I like that you did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the best. Take it back. Yeah, take the power back. You can't embarrass me if I embarrass myself first. So that was the fun thing that happened to me. Um, yeah, that was fun. That was like the, the other thing that happened. The Aero Show was also great, though. That was, the Aero um, Show was great. We haven't really done anything else of that. I went to a hen's party last weekend. Oh, yeah, you did. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but best weekend ever. <laughs> what stays at hen's party? What happens at hen's party stays at hen's party. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But um, what about music? You've been listening to anything good, even if it's not new? Just what have you been listening to? Um... My favourite thing at the moment is probably the new novelist's, novelist FR. I'm going to say that's for France. <laughs> for, for I'm not really sure. F- fucking not here, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, their new album is so good. It's kind of mm. like, I don't know, it feels kind of new. Something about it's new to me and I have been really enjoying that. Yeah, you made me have a spin of that. You didn't make me. You, yeah. you asked me. Um, yeah. Surprise, we talked to each other apart from here too. Pranked. Um, yeah, and it was very good. It was very fun. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, otherwise, oh, I found this band. They've probably been out for ages, but called Throne. Yep. And they are like, if you're after some hardcore goodness, they're, I think they're overseas, well, they at least were touring with Justice for the Damned in, mm. I'm going to say, Europe. Um, they're really good. And, yeah, it just surprised me. They just popped up on my, like, um, Friday release radar thingy. Yep. And yeah, man, it's fucking so good. And yeah, even Chris Blancardo yesterday was like, oh yeah, they're, they're sick. And Buster Olderhome, he's a producer. It's one of his bands as well. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. fucking dope. We were talking about this the other day with Chris as well, that like yeah. all the good music is just really incestuous. Like it's the same five dudes just doing... Yeah. Yeah, just like your Putneys and yeah, they're yeah. All, all the same person doing the same thing. Well, but I think it's, it's just because everyone's like, that's doing that is so... Like, music is their thing in their life and they're just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, mm. they're not willing to let anything get in the way of that. So, that makes sense. But, mm. yeah, they're the kind of main things I've been hitting up. Yeah. Oh, and also, 
new Eskimo cowboy just for something different. <laughs> yeah, when I walked in, she was listening to Eskimo cowboy, and I was like, I didn't know this was your thing, boo. Like, okay. it, it is now. It, apparently, it is now. It's party She's got bus. a champers in her hand, and she listens to Eskimo cowboy. Yeah. I don't know, she went away to one hen's night, and then she. Yeah, she's, Hey, it was three nights, all right. It was three whole nights. She's changed. I, She's changed, man. I left home for three nights. Mm. It was good. What well, about you? New music? None. I haven't been listening to anything new. You I've listen been... to Counterparts? Oh, yeah, I listen to Counterparts. Fun fact on that. When I first listened to it, it was like my favourite thing ever. Um, it isn't bad. And now it's not your favourite thing ever. Yeah. Like, it just kind of... No, that happened to me too. Yeah, like, it's it's like I really liked it when I first listened to it, but I kind of forgot about it really quickly. I reckon it's because I really like Counterparts. If anyone from Counterparts is listening, love you. They're probably not, but whatever. Well, they are listening to this, Denny. <laughs> but, um, and it, I think it's just, like, too similar to their other stuff. Like, they're not really, like, they're really staying in their lane possibly too much, might I say. But love them, love their music. I'll probably end up listening to their album again, knowing me, but, yeah, that's well, where I got my, to My issue is that, like, a lot of people have been going album of the year, album of the year, but I just loved Nothing Left to Love, that one before it. Yeah. Like, I loved it. So, for me, it had big shoes to fill, and I felt like it did, but I didn't sit on it as much as I sat on the one before it. So, maybe I'll come back to it and be surprised. I'm not sure. But nothing new. I've just been, like, going over old stuff, stuff that I missed. I've been, like, punishing Void of Vision. Oh, yeah. Love like, is good. Yeah, waiting for that tour. Um, and just because I keep doing new stuff. So, fuck me. I have been doing new stuff because they've – been doing singles, which is very, very cool. So I've been listening to a lot of them. Is it just the one single uh, that they've got out now? I don't know. Let's have a look. Because, like, I know they just released one the other day. I'm going to say yesterday. Could be wrong. Apparently it's, like, I haven't listened to it because I mostly just listen to, like, I like albums or EPs. I try and wait to listen to the full body of work. Yeah, no, it's just the one from the looks of it. Yeah, and okay. it's that one that for, is for the tour, which would make sense. Nice work, Amy. Yeah, what's it called? Hell, hell, hell. Cool name. Yeah, it is very, very cool. So I've been listening to a lot of that. There's that that new current single. I don't think that's new. And I think I maybe that mentioned is, it last time. It is new. Yeah, is oh, it well, new? it's new-ish. Yeah, it's new enough. No, that is dope. Actually, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we slammed that in yeah. the car too. But yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that one later. But um, no, just kind of replaying old stuff. Like definitely doing... I, I don't know if anyone else does this, and I'm sure they do, like gig prep, where you go, if you're going to a show... I, oh, I, I try yeah. to, like, remember what it is. You make sure you know, like, some of the songs so at least you can... Yeah, it so it's a little bit more enjoyable, I guess. Um, but that's all I've been doing. Nothing really new. If anyone has any good suggestions for new stuff, I'd love to listen to it. And a weird, like, friend local plug. I just keep listening to that postcard single. It's very sad and very good. I really like it. It is good. Shout out postcards. Yeah. Postcards from Newcastle. Um, yeah, they're, it's very, very good. And even though they're friends, they're also incredibly good musicians. And I, I've just really, really enjoyed it. But that's it for me. That's all I've been listening to. It's nothing really fun. I'm a bad musician. No. No, no. In the gross way, I've been listening to our stuff that we've been writing so much that I just don't yeah. have time for anything else. That's fair. I get that. Yeah. Um, should we jump into the learning now? Yes. So who rem- like who remembers what we've been listening well our I guess. I do. <laughs> What's your talk? Um, my talk is about like museums and it was like in brackets because this was actually one of my topics that I put in as well, which is very, very fun. Yeah. Fun fact, we actually got our own topics this time, which is good because last time we both got the, each other's, which is okay. Which made it more funny, but I, I it feel was like more it was funny. more stressful. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this one is um, about museums and if they, and like the subtopic of if they're ethical 
I know that doesn't seem like a big thing, but I guess that's why I want to describe museums like a bit of a history, a bit of a fact check thing to then explain to you why the question of ethics is really important. We're going to learn some shit, peeps. Museums. We're going to learn some shit. Okay. Amy McIntosh presents museums. Are they ethical? Oh, sorry, I haven't done that once. (laughs) You didn't do it last time either. Anyway, I'll let you present. Okay. So, again, bear with me. I've got a lot of copy-paste from just, like, certain stuff. My hand's fucking broken. But I found a couple of good articles, of course, because this is not a factually relevant show. There is a Wikipedia reference in there. Oh, wait. Can we just say, again, we should say this at the start of every episode. We're not historians. (laughs) We are not experts in any of these fields so you know what it might be wrong i'm not an expert in our field like i'm just i'm just here so please don't take any of this for a hundred percent reality we have done our best to do due diligence in our research it may be wrong though oh dog if it's on a website i posted it like it's going <laughs> so i wikipedia's one of my references the history of museums website which was just a really weird website and concept i feel like it's still someone's high school project and i've just like taken it as fact hey high uh, schools can be smart yeah it's smarter than me uh and then like there was a really big forbes article on it as well which is um felt like some different kinds of um material to get it from so a bit of a brief history of museums um museums actually include like a whole bunch of things so um Art museums are a thing as well, similar to galleries, but usually with, like, more historical relevance, if that sort of makes sense. So is that just, like, like statues that are from 1800 or, like, way earlier? Or I, like assume, I assume so. I don't know what defines the difference between a gallery and a museum in terms of art, but if someone could tell me that, what I would love that. What about the Louvre? don't know. I should have Googled it. I might Google it when you're doing your research and, okay. like, 20 minutes later yeah. tell you the answer to that. Because, like, I've been there. Couldn't tell you what it is. Yeah. Just saw some paintings. Uh, so natural history museums, science museums, war museums. There's just a shit ton of shit, all right? Yeah. They say there's about um, 55,000 museums in over 202 countries now, like Fuck. certified museums, which is crazy. That tells me that it's a thing that people actually, like, are interested in and want to, like, they want to sit here and see about the past, you know? Yeah. The earliest of museums uh, were private collections um, that were not open to people. It was, like people would make cool collections of shit they'd collected and show their friends. Do you want to see my, like... Yeah, you <laughs> My rappers. Yeah, like... Well, I think originally it my was, Pokemon like, cards. Originally, I think it was more, like, artefacts of war and stuff like that, yeah, which yeah. is when the ethics question comes in. But yeah. I'll come back to that. Um, they displayed rare and curious natural objects and artefacts... Oh, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, so we're talking fossils and shit. So if you had, like, oh, a dinosaur bone. Sick. Yeah, so if if I had a dinosaur bone, you bet the first time you came to my house, I would be like, want to see my dinosaur bone. Wait, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So if I Why dig Why did dinosaurs in- come up again? Sorry. Because <laughs> yeah. you picked it. If I dig in my little yard, mm-hmm. well, if there's anywhere to dig, because I've paved all Real bit- quick before you ask me this question, why at all do you think I'd be qualified to answer this? Go. <laughs> if I dig in my little yard... And I find a special artifact, yeah. i.e. dinosaur dinosaur bone yeah. or something like that. Do I have to hand it in? How the fuck do you know it's a dinosaur bone, Denny? It looks like a dinosaur. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Who's going to know? I don't know, but, like, am I legally obliged under some random act? I don't know. What has that got to do with my to... topic? <laughs> like, it's not my, my wheel of All right, I'm sorry. knowledge. I'll stop, I'll stop derailing your situation right now. Sometimes they were referred to as wonder rooms... Or cabinets of curiosities. 
That sounds weirdly sexual. It does. It also sounds like it could be like a bad Harry Potter spinoff. Harry Potter that. and the Cabinet of Curiosities. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm totally right. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> um, the oldest known museum was something I can't pronounce um, by a name of someone I cannot pronounce in 530 BC. That's like a lot of 1500 years ago. Yeah, it, it held oh, wait, a lot of. I got that wrong. It, it held make- a lot of Mesopotamian antiques. Um, yeah, it was apparently visited enough that it had clay tablets on entry and like on the items in three different languages. For 530 oh, BC, that would have been fucking mental. That's insane. Yeah, so that means that enough people went that they were... Well, even then, like when I guess the earth wasn't as old as it is now and civilization wasn't mm. as old, people were still interested in, you know, seeing that kind of stuff. Yeah, because it is cool. Like, yeah, yeah I, th- I think it puts perspective on like your current life and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. And it's like interesting to see how far you've come like, mm. or how far humans And it's have fun come. to just be like, haha, old thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, sometimes if you find like old money when you're like... Doing yep. gardening or something, you're like, oh, weird, weird. It's a two cent piece. Yeah, same so, thing, but just like longer concept, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, but museums open for the public, so not these privately funded. Like, I'm a rich person, I have dinosaurs. So more uh, public museums started in the rena- Renaissance era, um, and around and around the 18th century. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because uh, I feel like they would have been long enough by that time for like the public to have enough, I guess enough things have happened that people know about for people to be interested in. Yeah, and there'd be enough documentation that they could understand it was old. Where like imagine in 530 BC, like just having like, I don't even know, like a spearhead going, I don't know what that is. Like, yeah, like... (laughs) Look at this rock. Like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of a spearhead too. That's funny. Yeah, and they, yeah. like, I'm I'm sure that there is, um, there wasn't super, super good, good, effective ways of time stamping stuff, but I feel like as time goes on, it was yeah. easier to reconcile what is old. And, and as science new. kind of, like, progresses, yeah. they can yeah. figure out how old stuff is. And yeah, that. date stuff really easily. Um, yeah, so uh, the oldest public collection of art is in something I can't pronounce, Museum, and it started in 1471. Um, with donations and sculptures from the Pope at the time. Oh, shit. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> the oldest United Kingdom museums were in about 1660. Um, the Royal Armouries Tower of London. So it was that sort of one. Anyway, yeah, so there's a shit ton of museums. I can list all the ones that were big in bif- different cities, but every, every man and their dog, famous in history, started making museums. It felt like their sort of way of gloating about the 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 access to all this cool shit. So could, like, like private people who were just rich... Oh, like, I know you said this before, but, like, in that time, was extra people who just were rich just been like, look what I bought. Like, I have a Melbourne Cup. Fuck you. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> what it looks like. And the same as... And I'm almost out of, like, just normal topic stuff, so that's when I'll dive into the ethics stuff. Yep. Um, and that's the issue. So much of it is, like, for example, oh... Look at this cool, like, more modern times. And the massive one is like, oh, I went to XYZ War. Look at these Nazi artifacts I stole. <laughs> what the fuck? No, genuine, though. Like, yeah. there is so many museums. And all right, so we'll dive into the ethics of it a bit and why I wanted to, like, kind of have a discussion with you about it because it's one of those things I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. But I like... But we're going to learn. Well, I still don't know how I feel about it. After doing the t- research, I feel like the same... I thought I was the only person that thought this, but um, there, Obviously was a, not. there was a lot of opinion pieces on it. So I was like, oh, I'm not the only person. So money in modern... So jump forward to now. So that's just like a bit of history of museums and big ones and where they came from. At the end, I'm going to give you a, a bunch of fun museums and 
stuff. But we should is, go to a museum for lols. Yeah. So this is like what I was the most interested in the ethics part. So money for museums generally comes from public funding donations, um, earned income from the operation of the museum. So they fund themselves. Is that right? Virtually massive for donations. Okay. So again, I think it's like, it's got that kind of hierarchy thing about it. It's like, I donated 10 million to this museum because I'm that rich and I helped them buy a spaceship. Like, so what yeah. I'm hearing is rich cunts who want to gloat donate to me. It's probably some sort of tax write-off. Like I, I can't Google that, but I'm sure it is. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, it is because you can, you know, when you donate stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I reckon it is. Um, but yeah, it gets sticky when you think about the fact that lots of physical donations are in fact stolen objects. So artifacts of war, uh like that kind of thing. So if you think about it, like more recently, like World War One and Two, that people would go in, do all of their pillaging, steal all the stuff, bring it back to the homeland, and then be profiting off that. Yeah. And we go and look at it and be like, this is very cool. This is such and such as a helmet. Yeah. It has a bullet hole in it from when he died. Yeah, like maybe his family should get that, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what it is. This is where it becomes really, really fun. Because in the last couple of years, um, there's been a really big push to set this right. So lots of museums have been giving back really like spiritual based or um, sort of those more emotionally attached objects to their traditional homes. Um, I've got a couple here uh, that are a good example. There was something in Paris, a bunch of bronze statues were stolen by French forces in 1892 and were t- returned to, Niger- to Nigeria and did, they did this big parade thing to be like, we're sorry we took your shit, have it back. That's good that that's so, so, yeah, it's happening a fair bit now. Um, there was even private collectors, so people that, like, still collect in, like, their own cabinet of curiosities yeah. or wonder box, like, wonder rooms. Um, have been <laughs> wonder rich- box. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Lizzie calls me. <laughs> she doesn't. Um, yeah, so there was uh, a, another private collector turned over an ancient um, Mayan something during a ceremony, again, because it was flagged by Guatemalan authorities as being something that was disappeared again in Nigeria and they just returned it because there's all this, like, stealing happening um, on that side of the world. Um, but the issue is a lot of ones, especially in, like, the Western world, are not down to return stuff. Yeah, okay. And they're fighting to not. Um, I was trying to find if there was, like, a governing body on museums and it appears there's possibly a couple and it depends from country to country. So there's, like, a museum code something something that is, like, again, this is the least informative thing you've ever heard. There was, like, a museum code something something that, like, sort of tells them how they're supposed to do it. But I yeah. think it's sort of like the UN where they're like, they tell you what to do, but at the end of the day, you could just bomb someone if you wanted. Yeah, okay. So I think it's sort of like that where, like, um, your big ones, like your British museums, are just like, nah, fuck yeah, this is ours. This is how we make income. And yeah. that is their reason for not giving it back. So they're re- um, so the, the British Museum in London specifically rep- refuse to give back um, marbles from... Um, the Parthenon in Athens that were uh, traded under, like, dubious circumstances um, in uh, the 1800s. They were, like, taken. They shouldn't have been. And yeah. the Prime Minister's like, nah, these are mine. Uh, they stay in London. They um, they bring too much income yeah. to this sector. 
to give it back, even though in theory they were like pretty much stolen. It's interesting because like when when you told me your topic, I was thinking about this because like I went to so I studied ancient history in high school, like in year eleven and twelve, mm. and I'm heaps into Egypt and stuff. Mm. Really want to go there. It's a bit of tw- like turmoil there right now, mm. so probably don't go there right now. Um, but like, so me, I went to England and I went to the British Museum, and like they had this cool Egyptian like think like yeah. showcase thing on, and it was really cool. But like, it's kind of weird because you see like you see mummies and stuff, and you see their bodies, and like, I kind of feel like if I if that was me, I probably wouldn't want to be on display, especially yes. for them because, yeah. like, if they're I don't know, like King Tut or whatever. Mm. Um, then they don't like their whole thing was they wanted to be like kept sacred in their tomb, and that was yeah. the whole thing of the afterlife and stuff. So, kind of feel like removing them from that and putting them exactly. in a museum is kind of fucked up. Like, yeah. and like I know that we know that in hindsight now because we possibly didn't know all that information when we just took yeah, it. Yeah, but we could fix it. Yeah, but they don't want to. Yeah, it, makes too much money. it kind of feels a bit wrong. Yeah, and it does. That's why I, yeah. I wanted to see if I was the only one that felt that. And, and I'm definitely yeah. Not. yeah, it's it's interesting. And like, I don't know. Like, do when you talk about a museum, like obviously there's a museum like you're talking about where like they put shit up and like you walk through and there's like a display in that. But could a museum also be like, for example, a pyramid where you go in and you see these tombs in actual real mm. life, or Pompeii, like shit like that. Like, what's yeah, that? I don't know. I don't know who protects them. Like, I, like, I guess. Because it's right? kind of a museum. Because it's like a thing that you walk through and... Yeah. Like, it's a preserved site. At, like, yeah. Is it, yeah. I think museum is... I'm going to Google define it. Because it's, it's really interesting and, like, those kinds of historical places need to also be... Like, is it is it right for us to just go and, like... And I know that um, when people touch stuff, like stones and stuff, they're, like shit on your fingers just deteriorates the material so after time they get okay and this is one of the arguments that heaps of the people have see this is another one of those topics the same happened with brethren where i was like i don't have an an answer at the end of this it's just made me be like huh i thought about that which i think is very very cool and i feel like most of my topics are just very like i wasn't expecting an answer i just wanted to think about it there is a really really large argument from a lot of especially people that have dedicated their lives to it so like you historians and you all your archaeologists and, archaeologists and stuff. There's a giant argument about the fact that artifacts shouldn't be returned to their like natural places for the sake of preservation. I suppose people could steal them. Correct. They can just be stolen again. And that's what True. they're saying. They're saying all these things, they'll just be stolen again, the same as if you return parts of um, Pompeii back to Pompeii. People are just going to fucking touch it. Like, yeah. We're trying to preserve this history. Well, Pompeii's still there, though, but when people go and visit it, yeah. They sit on shit and they touch shit. Yeah, but you know, like you know how they pull like bits yeah. out to put in museums. Like, look at yeah. this cool dog in, that was in Pompeii. Yeah. Like, do you, you know. Okay, well that makes that makes sense. Yeah, there's a really big argument, and yeah, that's where I was like, oh yeah, I never thought about it like that. So I, I was glad that that was brought up. Um, yeah, that was yeah. something that really interested me about it. I was like, how do you? How do you? There's decide? so many arguments around that, and yeah, yeah, seeing the seeing dead people, even if it's like from. 1100 BC, whatever the fuck. Like, some time ages ago, when does the point in time happen where it's like, okay, it's okay to see them now, see their bodies now because they don't have any family left? Or, like, is there a... Obviously, there's no threshold right now, but... Yeah. It's the same as, like, we have, like, modern science museums where they're like, I don't own my body and everyone can see it. You That person chose that? Yeah. These fucking people that are, like, in tombs did not choose to have some 
snotty nosed little kid on Christmas holidays, like oh, walking around <laughs> with his little pencil doing etchings. Like, I, like yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. It's kind of weird, and I just it's. It's that thing where, like, out of respect for history, because I also studied ancient history a bit as well, so out of respect for history, I'm like, I want to see this stuff to, like, it's the stuff I've learned about and the stuff I've seen. But it's also that thing of, like, oh, but I'm perpetuating this need for it. So if I go and I pay my 30 40 $50, $100 for this museum because they've got these cool things, are they going to keep going around trying to find this cool shit from... Yeah. I guess the other side of the coin is like what you were talking about before, though. Like preservation. You, the preservation of it. Mm, like, if, it's interesting, if they're right? not going to get money... That it's gonna ditch it or put it back, and then some other cunt's gonna take it. Yeah, so it's you kind weird. of you kind of stuck both ways. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like it's it's probably better in a museum than like on the black market. So some rich correct. Cunt, so some rich cunt just owns it. Yeah, that's yeah. why that's I think art's a really big one for that because people like you can place it in your home. Not many people are gonna put like dead bodies in their home. Like they yeah. like they totally would, but like Not, everyone will yeah. put art in their home. If yeah, that makes sense. but um. Yeah, I've got no answers for you on if it's ethical or not because the answer is probably not, but also it's that preservation of history that is yeah. so... No, that's really interesting. I really like... That actually was more interesting than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, super weird, right? To be honest. Um, that's really cool. So, yeah, my answer is it's yucky because they take lots of money from it and people don't want to give the shit back because of the money, which is like the over... Like the big obvious one for most things. But that preservation of history is... Very important. Yeah. Um, At least in most museums that I've been to, like that British museum that I went to, like when, if you were around a mummy or like some kind of person, you weren't allowed to take photos of it. Oh, yeah, 100%. To kind of like, at least that, show some respect, you know. Don't be a cunt. Don't take photos of dead people. The highest form of respect would have been leaving them there, I guess, but... um, Yeah, but then like you said, though, someone's just going to take it. Like there are heaps of mummies Mm. where they can't find their bodies Mm. because they've been robbed and they can't find any of their jewels or like... So, I mean, it does make sense from that perspective. But then on the level of spirituality, if their belief was that to get to wherever they were going next, they needed that stuff, you've robbed them of that. Yeah. If there's any truth in their spirituality, and I'm not one to tell them that's truth, you've just gone, no, whatever Egyptian heaven you thought you were going to, because guess what? My museum is fresh with jewels. Just saying, next time we get to pick topics, I'm going to pick one of the, like, like, kings or queens of egypt and we're, oh, yeah, we're gonna study all, them okay so that's like sort of like the the big important parts of stuff um then i just thought i'd tell you about some of the really cool and the really fucked up museums in the world oh yeah um so there's a Hit museum me. so i just picked some that were like just super dumb super funny i got a bit more information on the ones that i liked and then less on the ones wait that- is there a sex museum? Oh, there is. But, like, there's heaps <laughs> of those. But ones that I thought were extra dumb. The world's obsessed with sex. There's going to be a fucking thousand of them. Um, there was a museum in St. Louis that has the world's largest graphite pencil. It's a 23-metre-long <laughs> pencil. They had... Who uses that? No one. But how do you... St. Louis would use it to bring income to their museum. What the fuck? <laughs> um, I was like, but why would you want that? Like... In Texas, there is a museum dedicated to barbed wire, and it was the most Texas-sounding thing I've ever That's, heard of. Yeah. That is that is the dumbest, but it is Texans. Sorry, Texans. And yeah. Austin, Minnesota has a museum of spam. Can I just say? Like the meat in a can. That's hilarious. Mm. But these three examples so far have all been American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do the math and look into it however you will. Um, <laughs> Pez Candy. 
Museum in California, which would actually see, be really, really fun. See, that's actually great. Yeah, that'd be so much fun. Yeah. Would, can you? Obviously, you can't eat it. Remember, they have Pez that you can buy there, obviously. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I kind of want Pez now. There is multiple potato museums across the world. I want that. Yeah. Um, there's, museums for, there's museums for salami, mustard, banana. Banana, yes. The ramen museum in Japan is fucking huge and apparently fresh as fuck. But what would be in it? Just ramen? Ramen. Different instant cups of ramen. It's a real thing. I don't, I don't understand. Just go. Try. I don't, don't understand. So do you go there and they like give you a little tasty taste of the different no, ramens of the world? No, the history of ramen. It has to be educational. It's a museum. I can't even imagine that. Like my brain's just like, what? No, Google it. It's a real thing. Um, Not now. Later. Uh, New Delhi, India has an international toilet museum. So the history of toilets. Which should be a topic that we talk about on its own. The history of toilets? <laughs> yeah, dog. Um, there's a condom museum in Thailand. thought that was a bit left field more than the second well, museum. Well, that, that checks out. Um, <laughs> there was a museum in Massachusetts that is called the Museum of Bad Art. <laughs> and it is what you think it is. It's just like... The shittest The shittest art. drawings. Yeah, I... Is it like kid drawings or just like people who've tried really fucking hard and yes. it's still shitful? Yeah. I like that. We could play fun at that. Yeah, that's good. I, I enjoy it. That is good. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about my favourite one, which is because I'm a spooky lady and it's October, I thought I'd talk about it a little bit as well. Um, the Warren's Museum of the Occult, which was actually closed in 2019. So it was o- o- opened by Ed and Lorraine Warren, who were like a famous like psychic demonologist pair that were couple where were they like where i didn't fucking remember um okay. yeah, i don't remember where it let's is. guess america based it, no, on it is america. it's definitely yeah. america it, it, they're the people that ha- own owned before they passed away the annabelle doll from the conjuring they're Ed and Lorraine Warren are the couple in the conjuring films oh shit yeah um well what the conjuring films are based on it's not yeah. them in the movie because they'd be dead i was like they're in the movie what <laughs> yeah, no. um it was opened in 1952 containing items that they regarded as touched by evil um they picked them up in their times of being like these demon fighting rock stars around the world like um Exercising people and doing shit like that. That's sick. Which is really, really cool. Um, and it was in their house, which is really, really cute. So they had this, like, part of their house that was separated. But That's it was... also creepy as hell. Yeah, they stored all those artifacts in their house. No. 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 That stresses me the yeah, fuck out. Yeah, it does. Um, it was closed off over... It was closed over, like, zoning violations because it was just their house and you can't have, like, a museum in your house. Legally, yeah, but then that's where they stored it all because they were like, "This is safe, and we like bless our house and stuff." So it's the only safe place to have it. That scares me that they were like, "This shit's evil," but I'm gonna put it in my second Bitch, bedroom. Bitch, imagine being the cunts that live next door to the Warrens and the Annabelle dolls just next yeah, door. Yeah, no, that stresses me out. That. Yeah, that stresses yeah. me out. Fuck that. I wouldn't want to live there. Um, so sorry that really had nothing in it, but that that's, was that's my that little, was good. I learnt lots. It's a thought provoker about museums the next time you go um let's go to a museum possibly think about what let's go to a museum next weekend in melbourne is there one in melbourne like, probably i feel like it's probably a fuck ton in melbourne <laughs> it's sometimes really fucking expensive though oh okay let's not go there. i'm poor you, you gotta pay a lot of money for that uh pillaging of other people's <laughs> artifacts um so what are you teaching me about denny i'm ready to be educated i'm teaching you about mars and the potential colonization of Mars. Yours is so much more interesting than mine. No. You should pick all the topics. No. Because mine will be all just denified. 
Xenophobe? Except for the Denny-ophobe? Lady Die murders. I want that one so bad. I hope I get it. At this fuck po- you. At this point, I had dinosaurs. Fuck I don't you. give a fuck. I had dinosaurs, didn't I? No, yeah, you, you, you picked it, but I had to no, do it. No, I don't care who gets it. I just want it. Like, I want to either learn about it or learn about well, it. Well, we need to fucking make another episode soon, don't we? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So, to start this off, I thought I would initially just, like, give you some, like, general facts about Mars. Because, like, I didn't honestly... I know that, like, every shit cunt studies Mars at school. But I was just... I obviously didn't listen because I knew nothing. Oh, so yeah. I just thought <laughs> so I'd get some general facts about Mars and, like, kind of some comparative facts between Mars and Earth to kind of give you a bit of a feel about, like, why do we want to go there? Like, you know, what, yeah. how is it similar to Earth or that kind of shit? I also feel like as time went on... Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I feel like I liked space more when I was a kid... But as I got older, it became more reachable. Like, I think when I was a kid, I liked how unknown it was. Oh, but even yeah. in our time of being alive, like, so much has become... Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, it's, um, it's a real thing you can do now. And it's just like, oh. It's pretty insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I got some general facts about it. And then I started to look at, like, you know, what sort of research has been going on into, like, actually getting us there and what's yeah. involved. Why would we want to go there in the first place? Like, what makes Mars... The first pick above other above other planets for like livability. Yeah. I think and I know a little yeah. bit about this, but I'm excited to see if I'm right or if I've got that well, dumb. Yeah, you probably know more than me. No, so. but I just want to see if like I have fake person knowledge. Do you know when you're like, well, yeah, I know about this, and then it's you don't at all. I yeah. have about four hours worth of knowledge. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> four whole hours. <laughs> Fuck me. So, all right, some general facts. So it's the fourth planet from the sun. Mm. Its diameter is twelve. What are we? I'm gonna say third. I'm not really sure. So Google you, it, you're babe. making it sound <laughs> like we've got similar ecosystems. Right, we we kind of do. Third. Is third? Oh, is it look third? at that. Um, the wow. main one of the main differences is that the temperature. Wait, yeah. Does that mean that Mars is less hot? No, it's way. It's way. Yeah, it's way less hot. Yeah. So okay, for like, some reason, because it's red, I thought it was hot. <laughs> No, so the average temperature of, of Earth is about 14 degrees Celsius, whereas Mars is minus 66. I see a problem. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the problem the soon. The 14 degrees, you said it, and I was like, oh, fuck that. But <laughs> um, So because it's further from the sun, a year on Mars is almost twice as long as a year on Earth, um, which obviously presents a problem. Um, the gravity of Earth is about 2.7 times that of Mars, so like we'd just be floating around. All that kind of stuff. So that presents some other problems, but I'll get to that later. You're definitely making it sound like we're not moving to Mars. Well, we're going to be dead when it happens, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, like, if you weighed 100 kilos on Earth, then you'd only weigh, like, 45 kilos on Mars. Um, Am I skinny on Mars? You're not skinnier. You're just weightless. No, because weight is mass times gravity. Okay, if gravity wasn't having its way with me, though, I'd look skinny. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And Mars has two moons. They're called Phobos and Deimos. I like Phobos. I like it too. It sounds like a boss. <laughs> no, it just sounds dumb. Phobos. Um, so Earth is 12,800 kilometres in diameter, whereas Mars is only 6,800, so it's smaller. Okay. No, okay. I'm already seeing problems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get that in a second. So I guess like... Where are we at so far in terms of trying to get there, trying to colonise it, all that kind of stuff? So, unfortunately, we're not that far yet. So, NASA have a rover on Mars called the Perseverance rover. 
And one of the main purposes of this is to t- determine if life ever existed on Mars and what the challenges associated with us getting there might be. So just to do some kind of scientific tests and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it, at this stage, it's a long way off from us actually colonising it. So I guess some of the... The next thing I want to talk about is some of the hardships and cons of And of real Mars. quick, we're trying to colonise Mars because we've fucked Earth. Is that... That's what the... That's the, that's the idea yes because like whether you say climate change is real or not we've got enough too many people anyway so it's we've, we've got to try to find home too yeah so that's okay. basically that's the, the premise is that eventually earth is going to shit itself and by shit itself i mean we've fucked earth over massively i have too many things in my house i can't move again <laughs> like you'll be dead it's fine yeah good just yeah. well not according to elon musk but we'll get to that in a second no just I'm <laughs> dead. Just, just. um so some of the cons or like hardships of trying to get to mars or live on mars is that there's no oxygen only carbon dioxide in the atmosphere whereas like earth's like a lot of oxygen nitrogen and a few other things but plant more trees bro that's also hard because the soil is toxic and, like, for us to plant anything, we'd have to remove. Okay, it as why well. is this focus not on saving the earth we're on? It's too late, babe. We've, we've already cooked it. No, it just seems so dumb. There's more. So there's no liquid water on Mars, but there is ice on the ice caps. Fuck your couch. It's all right, the couch is shit. I think there's only $500 couch and it was new. Um... The atmosphere is very thin and there's no magnetic field. So we're not protected from solar... Like, there's no protection from solar radiation. So, like, you get really skin burnt. Um, There's more extreme, like, cancer rates and that kind of stuff. And also the magnetic field holds the, like, atmosphere in, which is super important. We'll get to that later. Um, So, obviously, like... Well, what is atmosphere apart from, like, droney tones in music? Well, it helps... (laughs) I hate you. I hate you. Well, You're it's welcome. Like, it's like helps you keep the gravity in and that kind of thing. So like you can, so like things just don't fucking float away. Isn't that just gravity? Oh no! no it's atmosphere. Like, the circles around. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember so the like, diagrams. You remember the diagrams? So it's like oxygen helps keep the oxygen and shit in. Yeah, they've all got names, don't they? They, they do. I don't know. Them yeah, there's something sphere. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fucking science. <laughs> so like. One of the other problems is that it's the most distant mission we've ever sent. So, obviously, we have the one rover on there now. But, like, we've sent people to the moon, but we haven't sent anyone to Mars yet. And I'll get to Why ha- did we pick the moon? It's too small. It doesn't have anything. Like, the, the re- one of the reasons I'll get to no, that No, why did we pick the moon to go to? Because it's closest. Oh. And we didn't have the... T- like, we could barely get there. There's a- Don't laugh at me, but the moon's not a planet, is it? No. It's a moon. I think you have to have... difference? I'm pretty sure you have to have your own... It's like you have to have a certain amount of gravity to be a planet. I'm oh, pretty sure. Even they don't have enough. They, or you yeah. have to do... It has to be something like that or your own orbit. Google it. Um, I'm Googling right now. So one of the other main issues is it's like the most... Dis- uh, no. Yeah. It? I knew this and you knew this too. And now I tell you. Um, moons go around planets. Planets go around sun. Um... So, yeah, it's the most distant, like, mission we've ever sent so far, um, even though it's, like, the closest planet to us, right? Because F is third, Mars is fourth. Mm. Um, so it's low gravity, and one of the issues with that is that we don't know how humans survive long-term in a low-gravity situation. Like, um, your muscles shrink and all that kind of stuff, which we know from people going to space. But what about, like, birth and stuff? Like, can people get pregnant in a low-gravity situation? Will the fetus grow? Like, 
all these things that you don't normally think of, like, can that happen? They can fake gravity, though, can't they? Not in a big Not on, like, a planet scale. Not, well, we're going to get to that later. That's it. That's another possibility. She's so organised, guys. Um, She's le- ready for I, my questions. I learnt things. I didn't learn everything, obviously. Don't I'm pretty me, sure. Don't ask me hard questions. Didn't we put the moon landing <laughs> as one of the topics? I don't know. I didn't pick it. I think I might have. Well, maybe we'll I get to remember. that soon. Neither do I. Um, so there's way. So you know how I talked about before. There's actually even though because it's further from the sun, there's less solar energy, so that makes like growing things harder and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and like salt makes solar a little bit harder. Yeah, and it's fucking cold. Yeah, so, so, th- so the crops we're used to just definitely couldn't Exactly, survive. so yeah. that makes it a bit harder. Um, there's global dust storms that block out the sun because the soil is very fine, like silk, <laughs> which is unfortunate. It just sounds like it's not happening. Why are they trying? <laughs> it's extremely fucking cold, as I talked about before. Um, and apparently, so they've kind of done some like feet, you know, Broad, broad scale feasibility. Like what? So, what do we reckon we need to do to like start making this happen on a small scale? They reckon just at the very beginning, they need like at least a million metric tons of like colonization stuff to get there before we can even think about it. And, and we're and we're talking like a little colony as well. Aren't yeah, we? like this is just like um, extraction stuff and all that. You know, like just to get general life happening. So they're thinking send some nerds. And- well, they need to send the stuff first because they need the stuff to be there. So I'll get to that soon. Okay. But so to give you a bit of perspective, they're saying they need about a million metric tons of stuff to get there, like extraction tools and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. At the moment, all we've been managed to send is only like one ton of stuff. The and rover. A, and a robot. Yeah. Well, they're just, just the rover. That's it. <laughs> that's, so robot- we are one wait, million wait, off. I, I don't know. I don't know. But in Mars land, isn't that only half a million off? I hate you. Sixty-five <laughs> percent of that, bitch. <laughs> no, um, but I guess the reason that it's chosen is because it's like the closest, right? What's the closest the other way? It'd be too hot, I think. Oh yeah, we could survive in cold better than hot, right? I think so. If the gap is that different, we'd literally burn. But I think away. also it's not just that; it's like it's the closest planet to from like a climate and. Like, what's in the atmosphere perspective to Earth? Yeah. So it's the easiest for us to kind of climatize, if that makes sense. Um, the other advantage is if there's lots of empty spaces, even though it's smaller than Earth, it's still quite big. Mm. Um, and it's yeah, not as far away as the other planets. It's the closest planet. Yeah. That's, that's the whole purpose of it. Um, so let. What's up? The second closest. Oh no! Fuck. It's just Venus, right? No big deal. Yeah, but this is a gas planet. There's, there's no, no hard surface, right? Yeah, also it's 475 degrees Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's just gas. Yeah, oh, it's just fucking hot gas. Oh, I remembered that. I like oh that at school. Oh, my God, that's hot. <laughs> I didn't know there was a reason. Um, so, like, actually getting to Mars in itself is a whole, like, thing. Yeah. So I didn't realise this, but, like, just planning the spacecraft route is hectic. So, like, you got to wait for the plan- the planets like Earth and Mars to be in what's called the conjunction, which is where their orbits line up directly, like in a linear way. Oh, to make it the shortest gap. To make it the shortest gap. But the thing is, when it, it takes six months to get from Earth to Mars in a spaceship. Even in the shortest gap. Even in the shortest... Well, 
in the actual gap you take. So when you leave Earth, if you leave in the conjunction, you still have to travel in an arc because by the time you get to Mars, they it's move. moved. Yeah. Right? How, how often are they in conjunction with it? Is that- I think, so like if you travel, so if we left in the conjunction, traveled to Mars, stayed there for the shortest amount of time and came back, the shortest trip you can do is two years. So, so if you go there and you don't have enough shit, you're fucked. Or you miss Mars, you miss it, you fuck up the trajectory. Then you're okay, fucked. okay. This is just like one trip to Mars, right? Two years minimum. Two years minimum. I don't know if you remember this, but we said it yesterday. We released Habit two years ago today. Cute. Yeah. Look at how much we've done in two years. It's just one trip to Mars. Yeah. Just like a little stopover. Well, but you've come back. Just nip on over. Well, you've probably been there. You've been there for a year, basically. Because six months there, six yeah. months back, and been there a year. So you stay there for a year, oh, then you come back. You have to wait for you it. Have to, to, you have to wait for it to come oh back and be God. in conjunction again. Can you imagine <laughs> if you like forgot something? Like, do you know? How- <laughs> I forgot my phone charger. Oh, I-, <laughs> I forgot my AirPods. <laughs> you can't just go to the store and get it either. <laughs> I'll just nip to the store. Fuck! I haven't built it yet. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get the Hawks Lagers. <laughs> no, no Hawks Lagers on Mars. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that I found that super interesting that you actually like. I'm just like, oh yeah, we we'll used to go to Mars. Should be right. That's what Elon Musk thinks. <laughs> In my head, it sounds like no. Like I legit thought we could just go to Mars. The well, way I thought it was was that I thought it was just like it's a little bit different, and maybe have to wear a fancy suit. We do have to wear a fancy. Can't, suit. I can't breathe. You do have to wear a fancy suit. Can I can't breathe? There. Well, we're gonna breathe in carbon dioxide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, that's the kind of main stuff with getting there. Like that's the you know, kind of trajectory that they take. Um, but I guess like how, so they've, there's basically, there's a lot of different ways, different scientists, because scientists all over the world, obviously are looking at this because if you obviously, we don't remember the moon landing cause we weren't alive, but, <laughs> but like from hearing people talk about it, like every country was just like trying to get there first. Cause they're like, I want to be there first. So yeah. there's heaps of people studying this stuff, including people in Australia. Um, and one of the ways that they're trying to, I guess, overcome some of the challenges. So obviously water, like I mentioned, was a thing and they need, people need fuel too. So that's another kind of process that they're trying to get. But luckily there's, um, cause it's like, there's so much carbon dioxide. There's a kind of reaction that they've called the, um, Sabatia process, which is where you take carbon dioxide and hydrogen, which we can transport theoretically to Mars. Yes. Um, and under a lot of heat and pressure, you can transform like that into um, methane and water. And methane's a good thing. Fuel. It's really cold on Mars. Well, you just need pressure. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mostly, mostly it's just pressure. So yeah. you could do it, um, but we just need to figure out an effective and efficient way to do that. Um, so and would that still be for like tanks, or would that be to change the atmosphere? That'd just be for tanks. We'll get to changing the atmosphere later. That's, they're gonna that, do it. That's it's hilarious. They're gonna try. How? One of the ways they're gonna do it is the funniest thing you've ever. Heard. It was all funny, but it's just like, okay, okay. So the next thing. Oh, we're gonna get to the interesting bit. So the next part I want to talk about is how do we actually like start to colonize it? So you know how you're talking about before about how do we like get an atmosphere on Mars and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So there's this thing called terraforming. Which is like basically well, as, as if that doesn't sound like a metalcore band name. You're a metalcore band name. <laughs> so, Your isn't. Just so you know, and neither is Amy McIntosh. You fucking idiot. Terraforming uh, though. So terraforming. The definition of that is planetary engineering that transforms a planet 
for human habitation. A plumber? <laughs> <laughs> a planet for human habitation. Cool. So it's basically making Mars more like Earth, right? So one of the key issues is that we need to create an atmosphere on Mars and at this time we need about like 10 times the Martian atmosphere for water to just not boil at body temperature. So if we drank water outside in Mars without a suit on, it'd just boil in our bod and we'd just get like real I thought it was up. cold there. Well, there's no atmosphere, so there's no pressure. I don't know. It's what Science it told is crazy. It's, it's what it told me. Kids, yeah. It's what it told me. Um, and we need 10 times the Martian atmosphere so it will be comfortable just to walk around without a suit. So, you know, we want to increase it by 10 times. Optimally. I assume that it's making big bubbles, right? <laughs> yes. So the, at this point, like, it'd just be living underground or in, like, a weird space thing. Why don't they just try to do that on Earth? Well, the, the thing is, what they're thinking they're going to do, well, like, what the UNSW um, scientists I researched said she thinks they're going to do is probably just like start doing some of these tests on the moon. Like start with that. Or like making. Yeah. Like doing all this kind of stuff on the moon, but I'll get to that a bit later. Cause that's a whole nother segue to this. Mm. Um, so one of the main ways that you can increase atmospheric pressure is just to, to release some of the carbon dioxide stored in the ground and at the poles of Mars. So if they release some of that, it, it will increase the pressure of the atmosphere because there'll be more gases in the atmosphere. Okay. So, so the particles will be closer together. Yeah, the so it just kind of fills it. Yep, so it fills it, correct. Yeah. Um, what the best, my favourite way that they were talking about doing this is to crash land comets from an outer solar system onto Mars. So it's effectively bringing the atmosphere from somewhere else onto Mars. Oh, you know, just casual. Casually. Get your remote control <laughs> comet. It was really funny because, like, <laughs> then at the end of that, they were like, oh, but this process is going to take generations. So just... Just hold off on that. I'm like, okay. But, like, how would you do that, though? <laughs> like, I, like, I, I read it and I was like, are these cunts for real? <laughs> but, like... They're the brethren of the science I guess, world. <laughs> like, where we're at is, like, we know we need to increase the atmosphere and increase, you know, by just increasing the pressure around in the atmosphere. But, like, just releasing the carbon dioxide is not enough. So, and we can't... Like, obviously, we can take stuff from Earth to Mars. And, like, as we develop, we'll be able to do that more and more. But it's never going to be enough to change it mm. in a significant way. So, it's like, I think they're just, like, spitballing shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lolled at that. So, I was like, are these cons for real? How many soda stream canisters <laughs> would it take for us to live on Mars? Let's just degas all the air cons and yeah. take it <laughs> over there. See, um, scientists, you <laughs> fucked it. Amy and Danny, we figured it out. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned before, Mars doesn't have a magnetic field um, and that protects the atmosphere from the sun's radiation and helps keep in the atmosphere. So, we kind of need that, right? So, the other thing they have to do is create an artificial atmosphere on uh, Mars. Okay, another question. Well, sorry, an artificial you, magnetic field to keep you, the atmosphere You might have seen this. You might not have. Ha can you break an atmosphere? So, my, well, my you, understanding is you know how the atmosphere is like a planet... This is one layer of it. This is. Can you like? Are you trying to fill it? Yeah. Can it expand? Well, if you don't have a magnetic field, then yes. I think that's the thing. Like, so before you before you go, none to, of the feeling is important unless you've made yes. it strong enough. Okay, yeah. So there needs yep. to be enough science stuff to hold it yeah. in. Otherwise, yeah. it will just okay float away. Yes. <laughs> so okay. Before <laughs> we go about the atmospheric filling, maybe we should figure out the gravitational field. 
And we have to Possibly. we have to create our own. There are so many problems. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only like so that's the ideal situation though, remember. So that's not just like to just live on the ground, we don't need that stuff per se. Like this is like to colonize it so we can just walk around and do whatever the fuck we want. You know what I mean? Why can't we just do that here? Do what here? Live underground. Yeah, well, we're gonna be when the water all fucking rises and shit. Like. No, we can't live underground here. There's too many peeps. Just kill them. Well, that's probably what's gonna happen. COVID, I'll get that in a second. COVID 19, just fucking kill them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nature's way of killing us. Um, so, as I was talking about before, there's like um, scientists all over the world like studying this stuff because everyone wants to be in on it, right? Because it's like, if you can get us there, we're gonna have heaps of money. Um, but one of the. Like, the other main challenge of this, which I haven't raised yet, is that... So, remember how I talked about, like, getting the CO2 and then combining it with hydrogen um, to create water and methane? Yeah. How do we get the hydrogen again? Sorry, how do we get the carbon dioxide? So, like, we need to kind of create some ways to do basically automated mining to get this shit out before we get to Mars. So we can't, like, we can't colonise Mars until we figured out some technology to, like, autom- like automate without people, you know, mining this stuff effectively. Yeah. So there's a real need for that. And um, Professor Sadem from UNSW reckons that we can't, yeah, we can't go to Mars until we've done that. Yeah. And there's no, the problem is that there's no real funding for that in on earth right now because like no one's kind of figured that out or well and or like there's no driver for to fund it yeah um so that's kind of one of the, <laughs> a huge gaping hole in the situation how long are we talking uh well elon musk reckons he's gonna take a thousand a million people to mars on a thousand starships by 2050 that's only fucking 28 years away. Yeah, we'll still probably be trying in a medical band but, at that point. <laughs> but the professor that I was just talking about reckons there's fucking zero chance of that. Yeah, it sounds like a zero chance. Like te- it's a cunt. Technology, like, improves really, really quickly. Like, I do I do get that. I know, but... but we are talking about, like, inventing magic. Well, but, like, remember, but the gravity's, like, the atmosphere stuff and that, we don't technically have to do that before we go there. We just have to like that's an ideal situation, with but we do need to be able to automate our mining and that kind of stuff. Yeah, because we can't like people need to have sufficient water before they go there, like because I'll just die otherwise. Um, but yeah. But do they have coffee? They fucking better. Doesn't don't need water then? Just us imagine, imagine if you forgot the coffee. Yeah. Just give up on life. Shit, me AirPods and me coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking hawks lagers. Um, last thing I was going to talk about is Elon Musk because he's like you know the he cunt, loves the him, cunt that everyone knows. About. Is he the one that? No, oh, is it Virgin that already has like space travel as a thing you can buy? Yes, it is. One point two million dollars. Yes. Okay, you're going to tell me about it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, I actually think I know a little bit about this. Which I, is so I didn't, and I was like, he sounds like the biggest cunt. But I don't. Elon Musk, if you listen. Is this a Tesla? Thank you, love you. I'm sorry. I don't think you're a cunt. Please put me on your spaceship. Um, so he has this program called SpaceX, um, which is where you can actually pay to get on a spacecraft and like fucking fly around in space. From what, what I can, can you see, is it just black? 
<laughs> Wait, <laughs> you said the Earth. No, do it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Mars. Do it. My favorite. He probably puts you in a spaceship-looking thing, puts some black curtains, <laughs> and has a really nice, like, Sony Bravia fucking thing on the side that has Earth on it, just shimmering. <laughs> You've fucking been frauded by it. That's so Mars. funny. Um, so I had a look at. Like, look, because I, I didn't know that you could do this. Whoa, no, fuck you. You cannot invent. I just realised this. <laughs> you cannot invent environmentally conscious vehicles and then be just fucking turboing those fossil fuels to space for <laughs> top dollar. Fuck off. Is this like your... Car- it's so How funny. many carbon credits does a fucking Tesla get you? Should we do carbon How credits? How about owning the Tesla company? Fuck. How about we research carbon credits? We research carbon credits, Eddie. Can you do it? <laughs> I'll put in the cup. Um, so I had a look at the flights just for lols because I was like, whoa, you can do this. Um, and it looks like the first flight is going to occur in April next year. But I tried to click in book and you couldn't pick that one. So I'm not sure if it's sold out or they're not sure if it's going to happen yet. Mm. But you can purchase ones now for 2024. $1.2 million is the base rate. And from what I can tell, $1.2 million does not get you an iPhone cord to call home. You have to pay extra a lot of money for that. I was like, what's his button? It's like, oh, be able to like communicate with your people on Earth. I was like, well, I would want that, wouldn't I? That being said, like, that is a lot of money to me. But do you know how there's those fucking... They're going to all do it. You know, but this is where I got to with this. So I was like, wait a minute. If he's talking about in 2050, he's going to fly a million people on a thousand starships to Mars to live. Does, what I'm sensing that's going to happen could be wrong. Only if, so say Earth completely shit itself. And by that mean humans destroyed it because we're all cons. If the Earth completely shits itself, it's going to be like the Titanic. Only the rich people are going to get on the boat. Oh, yeah, no. But then maybe they'll all die because it will. Hit an iceberg, yeah, or a comet, or or another starship. But I'm pretty sure, <laughs> like some random. Yeah. I don't know. Just it just feels kind of unethical to me because, in a way, if when the Earth dies, which I'm really sad about, but it's going to happen eventually. Only I feel like only the rich people are going to be able to go to Mars. Correct. This is what's crazy because this is where I have this could be a whole other topic, and it's definitely a thing I believe. Um, and y'all can come for me on this one. Like I actually don't care. Like. Health is almost in some cultures like a rich person thing. Like eating super healthy, you – I know it's not super – it's not super hard, but like fresh food is sometimes expensive and being time poor because you're working so much. It's another one of those things where it's just like being rich means you can just pay someone else to do it and you can be healthy and well, be if you're Well, if be, you're really rich, you can like pay someone to do all your like macros counting and stuff for yeah, you. Yeah, it's Cook a food. Like, you know, personal train you. You like, don't have to do your own laundry and do your own floors. So you have time to go to the gym. Yeah. And this is another one of those things where it's like rich people are like, oh, we're like, but I've invested in space travel. So therefore I deserve. And you're like, yeah, because you have the money to. Like, yeah. it's, fuck, it's, it's hard. Dumb. They, it's dumb. But yeah, uh, it's, it is icky. It is icky. We won't be on Mars. We'll be like down here baking, drowning. Bacon? Bacon shake. B- bacon in the sun, <laughs> drowning in the water. Um, like. Yeah, so, like, my last point is he's got a little, like, if you go on the website, you all should go on the website. It's kind of funny. Um, the proposed What did you call it? What was it? SpaceX? Uh, SpaceX, yep. Yes. Yeah, so his proposed way to get a million people to Mars 
on a thousand starships by 2050. So a starship is like something that his SpaceX program is like developing. Like it's a, it's an air, well aerospace craft. It's basically. like a bus for space, right? It's basically, yes. So what he could have just called it space bus. That would have been fun. That would have been way more fun. <laughs> um, dibs the back, backseat bandits for days. All right, fuck him. We're coming up with a rival product called Space Bus. Yeah, um, we'll get that girl I know who's an aerospace engineer to help us. Yeah. <laughs> help me make a space bus. Denny, what the fuck are you Help me, Annika. Um, so the Starship launches um, with a super, what's called a super heavy booster. Um, and once they get out into the into space, the, the, the booster separates and returns to Earth. And then <laughs> the Starship ent- enters Earth's orbit and then a refueling take launches separately and then docks with the docks with the starship to like refuel it because it's used all it's because it's carrying like a million like a lot of people it launches and then like another refueling tank has to launch to get it from earth's orbit to mars you get me yeah that's crazy so that's that's a thing so that's got to happen um and then like the tanker comes back once it's like refueled with the yeah, starship. so it's not just like a disposable. No, it doesn't. It, and yeah, it's not disposable, and it doesn't just like hang out with the starship. It, it leaves once it's fueled. Yeah, it has to carry it. It has to carry it. So once it's fully refueled, um, it goes around the sun and on towards Mars. In that arc I was talking about before, um, when it lands on Mars, it's refueled using Mars's local resources of water and carbon dioxide. So he's – it's really funny because, like, this simplistic thing that he's talked about just then, like, banks on the fact that we can already get – we've already been able to mine or – and, I guess, produce in a, you know, process way both fuel, i.e. methane, and water. Oh, yeah, I just realised his plan isn't about living on Mars. It's getting people there. Yeah. He's just – he's hoping someone else figures that out before that happens, I right? I think he's just – I think what he's doing is he's trying to get people to invest in the SpaceX thing so that, like, he can – because at the moment, you can, like I said, all you can do is fly around. Like, yeah. you can't actually go to Mars right now. There's yeah. no point. But, like, I think he's just hoping that if he does that, someone else will in, somehow invent the technology to make – like, to do all the mining and, like, actually make it – you know, build the fucking thing that we live in when we go there, right? Like the underground area or the special space dome or whatever it is because you can't just go there and live. Yeah. And, like, we can't even grow shit there, like I said, because the soil is fucked. Yeah. So, you know, like I think the I think the outcomes of the rover that's there now, like what that brings back in terms – I'm sure they're collecting soil samples and, like, all that kind of stuff. What that brings back will help to inform – what yeah. we do there. But the other thing that's kind of like a bit stressful for me in my brain is like, cause I do like a bit of soil science stuff myself is like, you might dig a hole a hundred meters away and it's completely different to where you're standing right now. So like yeah. that might be a completely different chemical pro like have different chemical properties to where you are now. Like how does, and again, you're you using figure that earth out. as your reference for that. Like yeah. in Mars, it could be even worse. Well, there could be different elements. Or it could even be better. It could be worse. Yeah. Like, it could, oh, there could be even different elements. Yeah, there could be different elements. <sighs> exactly. That thing could get bigger. All those posters that fucking dim it. Oh, I can't even put them it. in the bin. I'm not, I'm not good at chemistry. Let's put, I didn't study chemistry. And then I went to do my like course at uni and they're like, oh yeah, that's a prerequisite. And I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> What's the prerequisite? <laughs> okay, I didn't do any science in my HSC. Neither did I. It, well, actually, <laughs> point one, I'm sure everyone at home is impressed. I actually did do my HSC. You're a smarty. 
You did woodwork uh, and you're a boss. Yeah, did construction. Definitely did not do science. Neither did I. I should have. Yeah. Really should have. Would have been beneficial. (laughs) (laughs) Could have aided in your career in science, you dickhead. (laughs) I know you're an engineer, but you're a science engineer, right? In theory. Yeah. It's engineering though, isn't it? But it's it's a science-y engineering. It is. As opposed to a... It's not the engineering. It's not. Well, it's both. It's not. It's like a cross between environmental engineering is a cross between civil and chemical. We should we should do an episode one day where you just tell me about your job. Okay. And I would love to tell you about mine because you can like actually be like, huh? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll make that. That'd be easy. We should do that next week. Yeah, next time. When we run out of topics, we'll talk about our jobs. That's an easy one. All right. Well, that's it for my Mars situation. Oh, that's should, cool. But you should all go look up the Elon Musk website for lols. And if you have a spare 1.2 mil, maybe uh, go to space in April 2023. Let us the, know what it's like. <laughs> maybe uh, drop us a line, tell us how it is. Uh, <laughs> if you get the extra money and, yeah. and can communicate with us, we can have you on the fucking podcast. Yeah. I'm sure the delay is hectic, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, we're slow ladies. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. Oh, lol. All right. Uh, all right. Thank you. That was very, very cool. Let me grab my laptop so I can tell people about the other things happening this week. We got the gig guide. We, we, we did some pre-prep. We wrote this uh, however long this podcast has been minutes ago. Yeah. Okay. But we, to be fair, we do generally know what's going on in the music scene because we go to a lot of gigs. Actually, another note of Chrissy B. We were flattered by him the other day. He, I love Chrissy B. He also, thought, by Chrissy B, we actually mean Chris Blancardo, yeah. who plays in Bare Bones and is an awesome Ridiculous. producer. Yeah. He worked with North Lane, Us, Relica. Fucking, yeah, I just know that he's a drum extraordinaire, but he's got his fingers in a million different pies. Like, he's, he's a, so good. And he's the biggest cutie. Yeah, we love and him. And when you're sad, he makes you feel happy. But he made a comment that he, like, was, was impressed that it was all... Um, genuine and then this week i'm glad we defeated everyone and let them know it's definitely genuine and boring so what what do you mean i mean you talk about the podcast yeah oh yeah this is us talking shit yeah all right gig guide are you happy for me to read it again because i wrote it yeah not as comment yeah you just yep. make the comments um this is not in order it's in order of what we remembered so all the cool kids are going to good things get fucked also <laughs> anyone who needs a good things ticket I have one that I'm willing to sell you and I will sell you at a discounted price. So come find me on socials. Shoot me a DM. This is a good segue too. Please buy my ticket. Yeah, Denny <laughs> can no t- longer go to good things because she will in fact be playing in my other band, The Beautiful Monument. So no one knows this is happening, which is very, very cool. Yeah. So this is the first. So Void Division are doing a tour in November, really, really early December. Um the beautiful Alex in, yeah, my other band, TBM, uh, Beautiful Monument, if you don't know. Uh, it cannot make some of the dates, so Danny is filling in. I'm doing rhythm guitars. She's doing the, rith- the, the one she hates. <laughs> no, okay. I hate it tracking. I hate, I hate <laughs> tracking it because yeah. it takes fucking ages. Yeah. But I like playing it because it's fun. And yeah, hippie. so the Void Division Tour is hitting every regional place you can fucking think of um, through November and December, and I'm so, so excited to just play some places I've never been to before. And I'm so excited because I'm dragging Denny along to every single one that I can fathom. I'm I excited. Just, just like she promised me free beer, yeah, I must there say. Yeah, I'll show you the write-up from next one. Cult Fest next week. Woo-hoo! Possi- depending on when we get this out, it might even be, like, already happened or it could be this week. It might have already happened. We can... 
we'll figure that out. Yeah, that's that's an us problem, not a you problem. But cold fest, very, very exciting. If it's already happened, very exciting. If it hasn't, um, Jenny will also be there for that, won't you, Boo? Yeah, I'm doing guitar taking, but yeah. apparently I'm just lifting things. Yeah, because I have a broken hand, so I can't lift anything. Um, but I'm trying my best to play. I played through a set twice today and I was fine, which is a good positive start. That's uh, And the fact is I only need to do it once to play live. So, um, yeah, uh, Justice are touring through all of November. I think you're going to Nui, is that correct? I'm going to Nui. And mm. c- with Kublai. Which with Kublai. Fucking, fucking, it's going to be dope. Crazy. I'm sad I'm away, but that's very cool. Um, and to Shikari, you're doing November with Windy as well. So Wind Waker. I'm not going to that, that either. That will but. also be dope, but they're just doing like major cities. So they're doing Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne and Adelaide, I believe. Yeah. So that'll be, that's a, I really wanted to go to that. With Windy and Creeper? Yep, yep, correct. Yep, thank you. We didn't write all of it down. We wrote that, keynotes it's, and atlas. Some, some of it lived in my brain, but mm. normally my brain just gets fuzzled. <laughs> um, and on a more local-ish level, but I think absolute superstars, Clay J. Gladson are doing a tour in November and December, and they're big angels, they're big sweeties. And Father Deerhands are playing the Sydney show, babe. Yeah, which are also our babies, which we love to death. Yep. Um, we, tonight, it's going to be like a retrospective after it comes out, we're going to go to the... Um, Silent Planet Currents, Bubble Relic Show in Newcastle. Nailed it, all four bands. Um, yeah, so we're going to that tonight, which will be really cool. We'll give you a review of that next time. Wait, can I say something? Yes. Has there been a podcast episode yet? That we haven't recorded before we went to a show? Don't yeah. think so. Can we make that the prerequisite? The yeah. That is so good. Um, then... Uh, something we just bought tickets for, but it's really fucking far away, but we're just oh. very excited about is the Boston Manor and Movements Tour in, yeah. like, it's March next year. Like, it's fucking forever away. But I'm very, very excited for that because I think we have both gotten really, really into that Boston Manor album. Yeah, they're just cool because they're, like, it's a vibe. Oh, new album that I didn't talk about, Boston Manor. You shit. I forgot <laughs> it. Yeah, no, I've been listening to the Boston Manor album. Um, a bit too much atmospheric stuff for me, but the songs that are songs, fucking fire. You know what I like about them? Like, mm. if I'm with a... If I'm at a party and my friends who aren't into like heaps heavy shit are there, it's just such a vibe. Like it's like yeah, because it's like the, yeah. the, it's the bridge between that like rocky like could be on Triple J probably is I don't know I don't listen to radio and then like has heavy elements that we just it's totally just vibe cool. with. Like it's just the biggest vibe. I don't know. Like mm. I really rate their stuff. Yeah, they're, they're very really cool. good songwriters. Um, we probably forgot heaps of stuff. We like even directly before this we jumped on Facebook trying to find like more local stuff. Nah, but... I don't reckon we did, bro, because it's like the end of the year. Yeah. So shit's kind of getting a bit fucked. But also, someone please buy my good things ticket. Yeah, someone buy the good things ticket. The only one we forgot is North Lane are doing a whole run as well. But oh yeah, they're, they're superstars and everyone. Oh yeah. Them. Also, we're playing that show. Yeah, like... We're playing the Newcastle show. So come say hey, fam. Yeah. If you guys see us out and about, come have a chat. Yeah. So that's the only other thing that I know of that's going on. I'm sure there's fucking millions of things. We just missed it. Um, so, yeah, you'll see us post this on our socials and stuff. So drop us, like, any comments of stuff you want us to try and plug because I'm more than happy to for live music especially. Um, have you got anything else? The only other thing I was going to say is thanks for fucking listening. But also, if you guys have any particular topics that you're keen on, like, shoot us a DM and we'll have a bit of a think about it. Yeah, because we're, we're after more stressful topics. part. The most yeah. stressful part is thinking of the topic. So if you guys got stuff you want us to like butcher teaching you about, we'd love to do it. We we do try. Like yeah. we do. We, do we actually sit effort. and do research. It's fucking crazy. Um, so we've got a few. We've got some little things up our sleeve where we're gonna do some little like side topics coming up soon. Oh too. yeah. So, so I'm gonna announce it. Whatever. You're gonna announce um, it. Um, can I? I don't know. I don't know if we've like confirmed it fully yet. 
I'm confirming it now. Let's do it. We can also edit it out if it doesn't get confirmed. Okay. Um, so we've been thinking about also maybe doing another segment, like in addition to the one we're doing now where we teach each other stuff, about just chatting to women in the music industry and chatting about our experiences and like seeing if they've had similar experiences to Amy and myself, um, just because it is a thing that, you know, like both positive and obviously some negative stuff in there as yeah. well. So, um, and it's something that's very close to both of our hearts. Yeah, I um, think originally we started, we didn't want to do something like this, but then we realised it's a, it's a we, when we realised people were actually listening to it, but like it's a platform that really needs to be utilised for that kind of positive growth. Yeah, well. I think, and like for me personally, I guess like I, I would want to influence someone else yeah. who is a woman and wants to get into music to, you know, have someone that's more of an ally and to look up to and kind of hear some of their experiences. Yeah. So, and, and I think yeah. it, there's a lot of the, um, not that we're going to sugarcoat it in any way. Like I want to hear these. Oh no, it's got to be it's just, never hear the good ones. So I'd love to get some women on and tell them about their really beautiful experiences with, in the music industry that had as well as the bad ones. So, um, we were thinking about the female music industry and there's, the females in the music industry, and we've, we're pretty close with most of them. I think that's just how the, the thing, community yeah. works. So yeah. we've got, a, a, like, a bunch already locked in, so we're so excited to start sharing that. Segment. Yeah, so if you're listening to this and that's something that you actually want to hear, we haven't fully locked it down yet, but if you, if you do want to hear about it, please let us know because we're just... Yeah, basically doing the feasibility study on that right now. Is yeah. it feasible? Do yeah. people want to hear it? Because we asked some um, of our friends that... Um, I would say are like pretty prominent women in the industry and they're all super keen on the concept. Some yeah. even reached out before we even thought about doing it as a concept and said I'd love to be on it. Yeah. So, um, and I would love to just like, yeah, hear their experiences and cause you always hear it in interviews, but it's so different coming from someone that's had the same experiences. So, and it would be more like the segment would mostly be about that, like chatting with them about that. Also, what their whatever their band, or they might be. It won't just be people in bands, but also people just in the industry, maybe managers or yeah, booking agents, any, photographers, anything. anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just more about trying to get some a bit of awareness about that. But like I said, it'll be in addition to the segment that we already do. So we're not just gonna cut the. Learning yeah. Shit. So tell us if you want to hear it or not, and if you don't, well, fuck you. We're doing it anyway. So. Um, <laughs> But do tell us. We're, yeah, we're but, interested. But do tell us of what you want to hear about because obviously their experience is one thing. What they've got coming up is another thing. But if there's anything particular you want to hear about, we'd love to try and, like, probe these people. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much that's it. That's it. It's another episode of the Amy and Denny Show, Denny. Three in the bag, baby. We're done. We're done. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We're off to watch Counterpoint. No, no, we're not. We're off to watch Currents and Silent Planet. I got them confused too. Woo-hoo! Woo! Woo! <laughs>